Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. Alright guys, welcome back for another episode. In today's episode, I'm going to be joined by Colin. We are going to be discussing the Antonio Brown situation. More news on that, apparently he can't wear his old helmet, but he's going to play anyway. We're going to get to that quote to start off today's episode, and then we are going to discuss every AFC team's in the NFL, every AFC team ceiling and floor. Uh, if you hear me say in this episode, we're going to get to every team ceiling and floor. That is, does not happen because this episode is like an hour and 10 minutes long. So if we added the NFC to it, it probably would have been like a two-hour episode. So we're just going to save the NFC for another day. Also, tomorrow I'm probably going to join, be joined by the tip-off for tomorrow's episode. 99% sure, so stay tuned for that. But first, we're going to start with the Antonio Brown news. So let's get to that. Okay, so just a few hours ago from when we're recording this, Antonio Brown uh, made a tweet. He said, while I disagree with the arbitrator's decision, I'm working on getting back to full health and looking forward to rejoining my teammates on the field. I'm excited about the season and appreciate all the concern about my feet. Obviously, you know, he's got frostbite on his feet. Those things were disgusting. Did you see the picture of that? No. Feet? No. You didn't? No. Oh, bro. Where have you been? I, I I did not want to look at it. Oh, okay. It's not it's not too bad, but I definitely heard. So the NFL threat you know, the NFL says no. You can't you cannot have your helmet. Okay, so earlier a few hours from when we're recording this, a few hours ago, Antonio Brown uh, made a tweet. So obviously the NFL declined uh, his access to wear his old helmet, so he tweeted out saying, While I disagree with the arbitrator's decision, I'm working on getting back to full health and looking forward to rejoining my teammates on the field. I'm excited about the season. Appreciate all the concern about my feet. Obviously, he had all that frostbite on his feet. Most of you have seen the picture. Besides Colin over here, is too scared to look at it. It's not even that bad either. Uh, well, but- I didn't even get the chance to see it either. Where have you been? You've been in a coma for the past week? No. I just never thought of looking at it. I mean, it's been all, all, all over, all over, you know, television. Never the seen it on television. Television. Ta, 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 ta. All right. Anyway, this this is you know significantly big news. I think not enough people are really talking about this. The fact that he's you know set to return to the Raiders. Like I, I was just like, no one else is really talking about this. Like all of a sudden, no, oh, yeah, it's not juicy enough news I guess I mean it's not as good as when we heard he might retire over it but still not a lot of people are really talking about this and I feel like it's interesting because I think there are a few different theories here why do you, first of all I want to ask you Colin um why do you think Antonio Brown made these threats that he will retire if he can't wear his own old helmet and he makes all these threats at the NFL and once the NFL declines his access to wear it a few hours later he says you know what? I may disagree with your decision, but I'm gonna play anyway. Why do you think? Why, why do you think he just turned turned back on that so so quickly? Just to cause drama. He's, he's so that is true. I mean, the guy he just has to be involved with something. That is that is a possibility. Uh, I don't think it all has to do with that. I feel like you know maybe AB wanted a little attention. But I feel like, you know, even who's gonna do that? I mean, even you know AB might be a clown, but who's going to? 
do go that far with it. I think a lot of it had to do possibly with the hard knocks. I think the Raiders were like, you know what, go for it. You know, to, to pitch in with the hard knocks that's going on. I also think some of that has to do with the fact that I think AB sat here, there and said, I want this helmet. And he said, so he sat down with the Raiders and he said, I why can't I wear this helmet? They told him. And obviously it probably wasn't a big deal, but Antonio Brown won, won just made it a big deal. Deep down, he knew it wasn't really a huge deal, but he just decided to make it a big deal. And then the Raiders sat there and said, that's fine, you know, that'll help with our hard knocks and, and whatnot. We know you won't really retire, but it'll help with our hard knocks. So they decided, yep, that'll be fi- that's fine, you can do that. And he threatened the NFL because he said, you know what, all right, you know, the Raiders – kind of maybe push him to do it a bit. He's sitting here saying, you know what, I'm going to threaten him for this. It's not really a big deal. If I can't wear my helmet, I won't actually retire, but I'm going to say that to maybe threaten the NFL. It may not be a great threat, but it'll help my case a little bit and hopefully, you know, let them let them let me wear my old helmet. And if they say no, I'm going to play anyway. But I just won't say that. I'll just make it sound like, yes, I'm retiring if I don't get this helmet. But if I don't, I'll really return. You know, it's not really a huge deal. I like this helmet, but I I just kind of want it for the attention for both the hard knocks for the Raiders and himself because we all know he likes to cause drama. And I think also just because he likes the helmet, I, 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 I guess. I mean, I think that's the only real thing, just a combination of all those combined combination of all those combined uh but i mean what so you're what were you, what'd you say again just the attention yeah like the that's drama. literally it you don't think it had anything to do with the hard knocks well i probably did i'm just saying that's probably like the main i mean that is true the guy's such a diva oh my god it's 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 just hilarious honestly uh and it's pretty ridiculous too just geez how much drama he causes and I was just talking about this yesterday, Colin. Sixth round pick. I, if you guys didn't hear yesterday's episode, I know the listens were up for a few days and then yesterday it dipped down again. Probably because it hasn't been out for too long now. But So maybe not a whole lot of you guys listened to that. But Antonio Brown, I said this, most underdogs. Antonio Brown was an underdog. He went to a small school. He's a sixth-round pick. Came in as the special teams, you know, kick returner for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So he was an underdog. Antonio Brown was an underdog. And most underdogs, even when they rise to the top, still have that chip on their shoulder. Like, look at Tom Brady. You know, he was an underdog. He went to Michigan, which isn't exactly a small school. But he was the backup there. He wasn't very well-known. Another sixth-round pick right there, 199 overall. And Tom Brady... Still is at the top today and has a chip on his shoulder like, I'm just going to get better. I mean, the guy's 42 years old. He's already pretty much cemented himself as the GOAT. And he still has that, you know, mentality like, I'm going to keep going. I got to keep better, uh, get better. And I'm not even the starter for the New England Patriots. He acts like, you know what, if the Patriots, Bill Belichick, don't want me, they'll get rid of me. That's how he kind of looks at it. And I think Bill Belichick and kind of his mentalities kind of helped Brady keep that mentality too because Bill Belichick's just like, great, you did, you did good luck. Last season, continue that success on the next season. You know, Bill Belichick's kind of the same way, which I think helps Brady keep uh, keep Brady sharp. But most underdogs, you know, just they they really have that. I'm not saying Antonio Brown has a bad work ethic, but he is just not the type of underdogs. This was Antonio Brown. I don't need football. 
you know, I'd like to play football, but I don't think I need it. Like, jeez, the guy is just a clown. Oh, oh, he's, he just gets on my nerves. I mean, what, what guy just goes, I don't need football. I mean, I like to play, but, you know, whatever. He's, like, the one of the best wide receivers in the league. I don't need football. He's just so cocky, constantly trying to cause drama. I'm kind of pretty fed up with this guy from the Raiders organization. Listen, maybe it was the Raiders behind it. Like, you know what? You should threaten the NFL, cause all this drama for our hard knocks. Because I wouldn't see the Raiders. Like, the Raiders just, they're, su- they're such a delusional franchise. That's why them and Antonio Brown are just such a good fit. But... That's our that's our little take on the Antonio Brown stuff. Uh, so now we're going to get to the ceiling and floor for every NFL team. So let's get to that. Okay, so obviously me being me, always, you know, that saying that probably annoys you guys by now. I always leave the door a crack open. Every team's ceiling is technically, and technically it's 16-0, first seed, Super Bowl champion. Every team's floor is 0-16. That, that's every team's floor and ceiling. But here is the floor and ceiling realistically from both me and Colin. So we have our different opinions on this. This isn't like a group effort or anything. We're going to have our different opinions on this. Probably going to debate a little. Like, I'm not sure, but I, you know, I bet, like usual, we're going to have some sort of debate in here. Normally resulting in Aiden winning the debate. But... Yes. Anyway, we're going to start with the AFC East here. Then we're going to go with... Um, the AFC North, then we're going to go with the AFC South, then the AFC West, and then we'll switch gears over to the NFC. We're getting it all done today. Uh, This is basically the main um, part of the podcast for today, I guess you could say. So we're going to start out with the New England Patriots. Uh, My ceiling for the Patriots is 13-3, and and they'd finish as the one seed, and they'd go on to be Super Bowl champions. That is their ceiling. I'd say their floor is 10-6, and six, grabbing the four seed and losing in the AFC championship game. Uh, what is yours? Uh, my floor for them? Ceiling uh, and floor. Ce- uh, that's what I meant to say. My ceiling for them is also 13. and No, not also 13. Oh, my God. I keep messing up. 12 and 4. Three and one. Twelve. Okay. I didn't add any ties in here because, okay, 12, three, and one. I, I see what you're doing. Like, I wouldn't say 12 and fours are ceiling, but I wouldn't say 13, three either. Yeah. So I'll just stick them in the middle. They never seem to tie any games. That's my problem. Yeah. But I, I get your point there. One seed or two seed? The Oh, yeah. And the one seed. The seed is kind of the more least important part. People are here for the records. How do they do in the playoffs? The but one the seed. And Super Bowl champs, obviously. And their floor is nine and seven. Seven. Because I just don't. What seed? Uh, Well, that would be the. The wild card. No, if they they win. Here's the thing, Colin. This is a quick rundown for all of you, I guess. Six teams make the playoffs in each each uh, conference. The top four seeds are the division winners. So if the Patriots win the division at nine and seven, they are going to be the four seed. Okay, there's no doubt about it. But if they lose the division, go nine and seven, they're probably going to be the five or six seed, or maybe they just missed the playoffs. That so if you win the division, and you, even if you win the division at nine and seven, you're a top four seed. 
And then the best two teams are the five and six that didn't win the, their division. Right. So and nine then, and seven's their floor. And probably fourteen because I don't see the Jets, Bills, or Dolphins. Or Dolphins. What would you say their floor is for the playoffs? A uh, wild card loss, divisional loss, AFC championship loss, Super Bowl loss, or Super Bowl win? Probably it's gotta be a divisional loss. Okay, so you're you're Ceiling is slightly lower than mine. We basically have the same ceiling. 12-3-1, basically the same thing. 13-3, some people have debated with me, is a bit high for the Patriots. And I, I agree a little bit. I'd say 12-3-1 fair because it's like 12-4, and four, between 12-4 and four and 13-3. I don't think 13-3 is too absurd. Maybe a tad too high, but it's nothing too bad. Ten To, to me, 9-7, and seven, though, that's too low. Uh, uh, and I, I could potentially see them losing the divisional, but the last time we lost in the divisional round was to the Jets in 2010 when Mark Sanchez was their quarterback. So I'm not really sure. I think we're, we got to at least make the AFC championship game. I think at least 10 and 6 record. 9 and 7 basically means we, we won. Basically, what you're saying, Colin, is we basically. Won 50% of our games and lost 50% of our games. Just a little over that. Like, we won 55% of our games and lost 45% of our games. I just think that's a little too low. Listen, I know Tom Brady's getting older. I know the weapons don't look that great this year. But the defense still looks very good. I think the O-line looks very good as well, especially with Dante Scarnecchia. He's going to make it, make it work. Even got some issues at left tackle, but we said the same thing last year, and Trent Williams went on to have a great season. So we're going to keep Tom Brady clean. I know he, you know he's starting to become a shell of himself, but it's still I think it's still good enough, at least 10-6 and six in my eyes, really. I'm just not sold with the receiving core. Uh yeah, but I mean, here's our- the thing. Let me run you down on the receiving court. You've got Julian Edelman. If he can stay healthy, you know you're getting a good receiver right there. Nikhil Harry is a guy who's going to need some developing, but as the season goes on, he's probably going to get better and better. You got Philip Dorsett, who's you know not really that reliable in the Patriots game plan, does it? But he's always going to have a few good weeks for you. Um, you got Dontrell Inman, who I like. I don't know how big of a role he's going to play. Jacoby Myers, I don't know how much I can read into that, but he has looked really good so far. I've liked Braxton Berrios. So uh, Demarius Thomas, when he comes back, could play some sort of role, I hope at least. So you've got weapons. I'm sure I'm missing one there too. So you don't have great weapons, but Forgot about I think Moon Patterson, I, obviously. I think I know the tight end's a problem too, but I think when you look at that receiving core, is it not that great, Colin? Yes, but you have a lot of depth there, so you have a lot of options. Are they great options? No, but combined, Bill Belichick's gonna make it work. I mean. Bill Belichick is someone, I said this uh, analogy, you can't make pizza without the cheese. And the cheese being the players. So a lot of these coaches go in with the set scheme, even if they don't have the players, like the ingredients. You know, you can't make pizza with, I don't know, cinnamon and potatoes. Like you can't, it's just not, it's not going to happen, I guess you could say. But Bill Belichick sits there, give me the players, and I'll create the scheme using the correct players. Like, 
putting the correct players in the correct roles. And I just think we, when you look at this receiving core, what's Bill Belichick going to do? Well, he's probably – and, you know, a, a quarterback, older quarterback in Tom Brady. I think what he's going to do is he's going to – He's going to run the ball a lot more. It's going to be a run-happy offense. I think they're, they've they already said they're going to line Julian Edelman up more on the outside because you need some help there. So I think they're going to do some different things. Without Rob Gronkowski, they're going to have to change up things there. But Bill Belichick always has a um, – in some way, the roster's always changing, and he seems to always figure things out. And then you look at the defensive side of the ball – it's been great so far. It was great in training camp. The backups, even most of the backups were great in that preseason week one game, nine sacks. Uh, and they've just, they're always good. So I think this Patriots defense is also going to be good. I like the run game. I think the receiving core is a bit of a problem, but Bill Belichick's going to find some scheme that'll make some things work. I just think nine and seven is a little too low. Wait, the divisional round is the one after the wild. Yes. Round, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. So I was right. That, that that's what to me it's a little too low nine seven in the the divisional round just a little too low I'd bump both of those up AFC championship well, I don't... loss because you made the AFC championship for now what eight years straight I know it's gonna come to an end sometime this year just doesn't feel like the year well I mean you would be if you're the four seed you would be playing a really good team in the play five seed so you'd be facing the best team that didn't win their division so. Probably the Chiefs Wait, or the, the Chargers, or maybe the Texans or the Colts. Yeah. Maybe the Browns or the Steelers. Probably a team like that, which is pretty good. But I think I I, I guess you have a point. But that's the, the wild card round, Colin. The Chiefs. So you're saying are... they could potentially lose in the wild card round, though? No, not the wild card round. The, the well, the divisional round. round. Okay, that's fair. But we faced good teams in the divisional round in the past. Obviously, you're going to face at least a somewhat good team in the divisional round. They've played in the divisional round. Now they've won eight years straight in the divisional round. They played at least a semi-good team five or six of the time. And they've won every single time. This is... I'm not talking about a semi-good team. I'm talking about, like, a really good team. Yeah, they faced five or six really good teams. No, I meant there's two or three, you know semi-good teams that they probably faced over the years, but five or six of these teams have been pretty good by the time you get to the divisional round. And a few of them have been very good. So they've already, they've had that experience and they've won every time. Do you think it ends this year? Is that what you're saying? No, well, that's their floor. All right. Well, that, that's All right. Just we'll, we'll, we'll move on. That was like a 10-minute rant. Uh, and we've got 31 more teams to go. Next, we got the New York Jets. Uh, my ceiling for them is 10 and six, grabbing the five seed and losing in the AFC Wild Card round. Potentially the divisional round. Like if they go 10 and six and grab the five seed, I could potentially see them going on to the divisional round. But I think anywhere between the Wild Card round, and the divisional round, just because Sam Darnold's not that experienced, stuff like that. And then the floor would be five and 11, missing the playoffs. What's for ceiling me, for? their ceiling is eight, however many losses. Eight, 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 eight and eight. Do you eight know anything eight. about football right now? Is I, there something going on up there? I, no, I didn't see that. Antonio Brown's feet. I don't know how many games are in the season. <laughs> no, no, I do know how many games are in the season. The math just isn't there to go with the uh, 
with the record. 16 games is not that hard. I'm trying to make this up on the spot. You're, you already have this thing all I asked out. you if you wanted to write it out, and you said no. You said we were doing this in five minutes. <laughs> well, I would have gave you time, but then you said no. I was like, all right, we're going on air five minutes. All right, anyway. Eight and eight, and their ceiling is... That's their ceiling, you mean? Eight and eight. Yeah, all right, and their floor... Oh, wait, which is the... Six seed. A team eight and eight getting the six seed nah, isn't gonna. Not yeah, the six seed. Miss the play. I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. Wild. So if they play the best they possibly can, they're not even gra- gonna grab the six seed. No. What's their? Let's get this done. That, What's their floor? And their floor is four and twelve. Okay. I think the Jets. Have enough talent to make the playoffs. Mm. They do. Let me explain why. Sam Darnold, second, you going into his second year. Personally, last year, fifteen interceptions in thirteen games. He was banged up a little bit last season. He heated up towards the end of the season before he got hurt. He started to find his way. He needed a, a couple games to get used to things. I think Darnold's definitely going to be better. Le'Veon Bell, you know, made a sat out last season, but he's going to be at least a top five, six running back in the league. At least. At very least, I'd say. Then you got the wide receiver core. They don't have anybody elite, but I look at Robbie Anderson. He could potentially improve this season. Quincy Inunua, guys like that. But Robbie Anderson, I feel like that's an underrated receiver, and he may not be elite, but I think he will improve this season. Their receiving core is nothing special. Their O-line is nothing special. But yeah, that with Darnold, who should be again nothing special. So overall, their offense may be slightly over average. Defensively, though, they made a lot of improvements. C.J. Mosley, you've got Jamal Adams. Um, who else did they add? They made other additions. I just can't think of them off the top of my head. But they've improved that defense as well. And I think the Jets could potentially make the playoffs. Five seed to six seed. Five seed. If they really, really do overachieve and they go ten and six or nine and seven, and they really overachieve, they could get the five seed. I think probably going to be a six seed at most. But I think again, if they could potentially grab that five seed, if the AFC is a little weaker than we think, and but we'll have to see. But I think they have enough talent to make the playoffs. At least slide in there. I don't think they'll make too much noise in the playoffs. Maybe win a round, but that's even a big maybe. Just the thing is, I don't. And they have too much talent to go four and twelve, at least five and eleven. I just don't think that uh, they will make the playoffs because if you think about it, the it's the Chargers or Chiefs will be in the wild card game. No guarantee. Well, no guarantee. Or the Texans or the Colts. No guarantee I there don't... either. Yeah, I know. There's no guarantee. There's no, no in, in a sense, that here's what I'm say, trying to say. Here's what I'm trying to say. I look at it. Colts. I like, love the Colts. Second, second favorite team beyond the Patriots. But Andrew Luck, if he does not stay healthy, the Colts are they're done. Last season, they started out, what, 0-5 or 1-5? I can't remember. If Andrew Luck doesn't stay healthy, the Colts are not making the playoffs. And Or if he comes back and he plays like he did those first few weeks, they're not making the playoffs. I don't think the Colts are making the playoffs. The Colts have a very high ceiling, but if Andrew Luck gets banged up, 
they're probably a six and ten team, seven and nine, like something like that. I don't know what I have their floor being, but you look at that. I mean, the Texans c- could be the same way, just because they have a really good defense. I think the Texans have a little safer chance at making the playoffs, I guess, just because. But like you know, you look at it; their offensive line improved, but it's still not very good. If Deshaun Watson gets hurt, they they might be doomed. I mean. Out, you know, DeAndre Hopkins can play well with any quarterback, but you know, just because Hopkins plays well doesn't mean he's going to carry them to the playoffs. I still think without Watson, they could potentially make the playoffs, but still, it's going to be tough. Okay, well, here's what I'm saying: either the Colts, so the the Colts, Texans, uh, the Colts, the Texans, the Chiefs, and the Chargers. Do you really think that? The Jets playing their hardest can compete with those teams is is my question. I know with all the injuries. What teams? But they're what not, teams are you saying? The Texans. Texans. Colts. Colts. Chiefs. Chiefs. Chargers. Yeah. Not all of them. Like Maybe not the Chiefs, but I do think they could. I do. <laughs> I do. I I do. Because if the, if the Jets if the Jets play up to their highest standards... I'm not saying they are better than those teams. They're probably going to be better than at least one of them, right? If the Jets play up to their highest standards, which I believe is 10-6 and six or 9-7, and seven, if the Jets play up to their highest standards, they could at least compete. No, even I, if. I know. Even, especially if to consider Andrew Luck may not play this season or may not be, you know, his complete self. You just never know. If he's not, the Colts are out. If if he if he is injured or he's not playing his, himself, the Colts are done. Okay. Well, now you look at the Texans, if Deshaun Watson these are both it's not like I'm saying Tom Brady could possibly get hurt. These are two quarterbacks that have an injury prone past. Okay. And Andrew looks hurt at the moment. Okay. So, I mean, I look at it like the Chargers, too. The Chargers have a lot of talent, and I know they did well last season without Melvin Gordon. I don't think that'll be a huge loss for them, but that's something. I mean, at this point, it doesn't really sound like he'll be playing any games with the Chargers. I think Phillip Rivers is going to regress a little bit from last season. Uh, And I look at their depth, like Joey Bosa's injury-prone. They don't have much depth there. So, I do think the Chargers have a talented team. But I think they could potentially disappoint and just miss the playoffs this season. The Steelers, I mean, they lost AB. They don't again. They are they missed the playoffs last season with AB. Now I do think the Steelers have a good chance of making the playoffs, but they didn't make it last season, and I'm not sure how much better their roster got this season. Well, I, I don't think that. And only- and then I look at sleepers. I just want to throw this one out there too. Ravens, Jags, they're sleepers too. Oh, to the make Jaguars the are a good one. I like. The what Jaguars about the Ravens? The, the Ravens, Ravens made the playoffs last season. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. I'm not saying they I, will, but I I do. There think, are a lot of teams no, that can make I, the playoffs. Am I saying the Jets will? No, I don't think they will. But they have the talent to squeak in there as like the sixth seed. They do. There are just too many teams. It would probably that. take a few disappointment pointing seasons, but those are going to happen. Who predicted the Steelers were going to miss the playoffs last season? Cricket. Cricket. It's just going to happen. That's what happens in sports. Uh, NBA example. Oh, my God. Uh, Who predicted the Lakers were going to miss the playoffs? It's going to happen. Okay? These upsets, like, whoa, how did that happen? That is going to happen. 
regression. So you never know. If all of a sudden things get wild in the AFC, um, just the AFC conference in general, don't be surprised if all of a sudden you just see at the sixth seed right there, you look down, the Jets are in the playoffs when week 17 ends. I'm not kidding. It's a possibility. Yeah, but I, I doubt it. it. I, doubt I, don't, it. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I wouldn't doubt on it. There are better teams, but if teams – if again, if the Jets, I mean, it's the last time I'm going to say it, and we're going to move on. If the Jets play up to their standards, and uh, the things get a little wild in the AFC, and a few team more teams disappoint than we think, the Jets can seriously make the playoffs. But I also have their. Uh, I, I this will be quick. I also have their floor pretty low because we don't know what Le'Veon Bell will be. And we I, have a good idea. He's still going to be at least well, at least a top eight running back. You never know. Yeah, obviously, you never know. Obviously, who knows? Maybe Saquon Barkley goes out this season and rushes for negative yards. Is it going to happen? No. But is it possible? Yeah, he breaks. If I, when I look under a microscope, yeah, obviously. Okay, Colin. Moving on. This is trying to stay realistic at the same time. Buffalo Bills. My ceiling for the Bills is 9 and 7 in the sixth seed. With an AFC wild card round loss. <laughs> and their floor, 5 and 11, missing the playoffs. This would be even crazier. This, You know how I said the Jets' things would probably have to shake up a bit in the AFC? For the Bills to make it, things would have to get really wild. It would be like the rodeo in Texas. That would be what's going to happen. What is your ceiling and floor? So my ceiling is 8. Wait. Eight and eight. Eight, seven, and one. I and can't have a debate with someone who doesn't know how many games are in the season. <laughs> I do. The math isn't there. I haven't been to school in like three months or something like that, or maybe two months. I, I, don't, I forget one. Let's move June, on. June, okay. But and my floor is six and ten. And I just don't think that there's going to be much like – They'll either do really bad or really good. I think it's just going to be within that like two game range. I don't. I don't think it'll be very either disappoint, very disappointing. Or what's your four? Six and ten. It's a tight. It's a tight. Uh, Florence. Six and ten's not horrible. I'd bump it down to five and eleven personally. Six and ten, slightly too high. Like in your standards, I'd go five, ten, and one. Okay, that's their floor. Something like that for you, like you know, they're, they're, you know, something like that. But to me, the Bills things would just have to be really wild for them to make it. But I think their defense—they have a defensive-minded coach, and I think although the talent doesn't look super flashy on the Bills defense, but it's there. They have actually very good defense, and. A lot of it rests on the offense because if the defense just plays up to its standards, plays up to par, it's going to be pretty good. It's going to definitely be over average. It's going to be one of the better defenses in the league. It's going to, you know, you know, be underrated. But then I look at the offense, and it is kind of scary. I mean, the O-line made improvements. It's still not great. Not a great receiving core there. LaShawn McCoy is probably going to regress. A lot of it depends on how much improvement is Josh Allen going to make. You've got a bit of a better offensive line. I'm not sure if the running core improved. 
and the wide receiving core did make some improvements. Cole Beasley, John Brown, but nothing too big. The but Bills overall are a bit improved from last season. Uh, they made you know a few additions defensively, a few offensively. Uh, let me. I'm gonna pull up the standings here. Oh yeah, and I also forgot to say. I think if everything goes crazy, the Bills could be a wild card. Yes, that's what I think. Uh, that's what I think. Um. So wait, Colin. Realistically, what do you think the percent chance is that the Bills make the playoffs? Uh, about, mm, I think around 10. 8, 10%. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I mean, it's low. But think, uh, I, I can't pull, why can't I pull up the Bills? Uh, uh, here, I'm going to pull it up right now. Why does it say preseason? Um, I'm pulling up the stats from last season. Okay, here it is. The Bills won 6-10 and 10 last season. So that's a fair floor, I guess, 6-10. and 10. It's pretty fair. I, I think if they just, some reason, they suffer a few injuries, Josh Allen does not get any better, they could possibly go 5-11. and 11. Well, I think he will. Maybe slightly low, but look at, they went 6-10 and 10 last season and they made some improvements. So I look at that and kind of say, well, there's a possibility if things get wild and 9-7 and is good enough and they play up to their standards their highest standards, they could sneak in the playoffs. Wouldn't make much noise, but they could sneak in. They, they're developing right now. Their defense is aging in ways. Travis White is still young. But we'll see what happens with the Bills. Now we're going to move on to the Miami Dolphins. My ceiling for them is 6-10. and 10. My floor is 2-14. and 14. People have called 6-10 and 10 ceilings disrespectful, but to me, it's not my fault that team sucks. It, re- it really isn't. They're bad. The Dolphins are bad this year. They're not going to do much. I know last season, what did they go? Eight and eight or nine, seven and nine. Um, so, and I, they did get cold da- down the stretch. Three straight losses. They were seven and six, and then they dropped three in a row. So last season, you know, they, they could have snuck in at the sixth seed if they kept playing the way they were all season. But this season, they've just got much worse. I'm sorry. I know two and fourteen, you know, but if they really, if like Rosen plays like he did in Arizona and Fitzpatrick can only really give you one good week, I don't know. I don't really know how far you can go. Six and ten really is the highest for me. And I know last season, it's like, yeah, they they lost some guys, but they went seven and nine last season. How much worse can they get? To me, maybe Three and thirteen, four and twelve. Really, they're not going to be very good. What's your ceiling and floor for this team? Uh, my ceiling is seven and eleven. I just seven and eleven. You can't do the math. It's oh seven God. and nine. Seven and nine. Sorry, I can't have a debate with someone who's going to be saying, "Oh, this play team's record is going to be seven, fourteen, and two. <laughs> sorry, I meant seven and nine. I was sh- I was trying to yeah. do the math. And uh, all right, I'm just not off the math today, but. Anyway, what's I just... their four? One in seventeen <laughs> at a tie in there too. <laughs> Stop actually, laughing! I actually throw three times. I'm just kidding. Uh, it's the same as yours. I... Two in fourteen, and I just don't see. I put seven and nine. Six because... and ten's the highest they can really get from uh, me. I said s- seven, seven and, and nine's nine not because... horrible. You never know. Josh Rosen could be something good under a new decent pe- under 
a new head coach. Yeah, well, my problem Brian is Flores. a lot. Yeah, that is true. But you have to remember, Brian Flores is a defensive-minded coach. Last season, he was not playing under a good coach or good play uh, offensive play caller. He's playing with a horrible offensive line, no, not a very good receiving core, and a good running back. I'll give you that. This season in Miami, he's playing with a brand new head coach in Brian Flores, who has only played on the you know call plays on the defensive side of the ball. So I, you know, how's that going to go offensively? I don't know who's the offensive coordinator there. He has a crappy receiving core once again. The O line isn't a whole lot better, and he has worse running backs. And he had more, a little more defensive support in Arizona than he did in Miami. So frankly, that scares me. He's looked, he looked all right uh, in week one of the preseason. Maybe now that he's a year under his belt, to he's not going to have much help in Miami. That's my, that's my issue. So it'll be uh, tough. I don't know. Seven and nine is a little too high, but nothing too bad to debate over, especially because we're already took us almost half an hour to discuss that one division. So now we are going to move over to the AFC North. All right, so starting things off in the AFC North, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. My ceiling for the Steelers is 12 and 4, grabbing the 2 seed and losing the AFC Championship. Uh, my floor for them is 8 and 8, missing the playoffs. What's your ceiling and floor for the Steelers? Well, my ceiling is All right, wait, let me try this one on my own. 11 and 5. Yes. And give a round yes. of applause. Whoa! And round of applause for Colin. Which will be getting the three seed and eleven and five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And loss in the AFC championship. And floor? the floor is hmm, probably around eight. In eight, eight, seven, and one, eight, and eight, and okay, that's my four for them, which will be missing the playoffs. No, sixth seed. What? So you're telling me that the Steelers are no doubt going to make the playoffs, even if they go eight and eight? Well, if everything goes, if everything goes, (sighs) no. No! So, a team... so you're selling, telling me the Steelers are guaranteed to make the playoffs? No. Realistically, they're guaranteed to make the playoffs. No. So you, you're saying their I'm floor saying is it, the sixth seed? Their floor is eight and eight, but it, if everything goes... What's your real seed prediction? They missed the playoffs? Yeah. Wait, my real, like, not yeah, four and eight nine. and eight. No, you're saying, you're telling me their floor and ceiling... Their floor is two seed and they lose in the AFC Championship. I mean, their ceiling. So you're telling me, is their floor the sixth seed or are they just going to, is their floor missing the playoffs? Uh, I think they're going to, wait, seven, I'm, I'm going to say seven. Seven, seven wins. Seed? No, seven, seven wins. and nine. So seven and, and nine. Yeah, and, and, and they missed, missed the, the playoffs. playoffs okay. All right, that's the floor because I don't. They're not guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. But if everything realistically, the only teams that are really guaranteed are like the Patriots. But because if you know what I mean, if everything goes wrong in their eight and eight, for if everything goes wrong for every other team, but it's just staying realistic. Oh yeah, yeah, true. 
Seven and nine's fair. I'll give you that because you you got the Ravens, the Browns. Like, the Browns play really well this year and give the Steelers trouble. If the Ravens do the same thing, give them trouble, and they only go, like, one and three against those two teams, you know, that may fall out of the divisional race and things of that nature. I could see seven and nine, definitely. Seven and nine or eight and eight is probably the floor for this team. Seven and nine's fair. I went with eight and eight, something between those two. Uh, but I don't see them going to the Super Bowl. Uh, I just think they need – Ben Roethlisberger is just too old at this point, I think, for me. He's not good enough to lead a team to the Super Bowl. Uh, and I'd say they just need a bit more talent to, to uh, keep up, to make up for Ben Roethlisberger, who I wouldn't say is a liability, but it's hard for a player that's not really a top-10 quarterback to take a team to the Super Bowl. I mean, Jared Goff did it last year, but that that team's just you know, one of the best coaches in the league and just tough surrounded by talent. That's not the same scenario for the Steelers. They have a lot of talent and a solid coach, but it's not as good as what the Rams have. So I'd say 8-8 eight and 7-9 eight and and is fair for their floor. Uh, then we move over to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, my ceiling for them is 12-4, and four, grabbing the two seed and losing the AFC Championship. And my floor for them is 7-9. and nine. Well, I, my actual prediction for them is 10 wins. So I want to say somewhere around... 12 wins is their 12 and 4. 12 and 4 what is seed? their ceiling, which would probably be around the two seed. And I don't want to say Super Bowl because the AFC is has better talent than them. So I'll say AFC or AFC Championship. Yeah, AFC same thing I have. You just could have said the same thing yeah. I have. And floor? The floor is 8 and 8. Okay, fair. My thing with the Browns is they could potentially go seven and nine just because of these reasons. One, they have a rookie, basically you could say rookie head coach in Freddie Kitchens and a rookie offensive coordinator. And that team has a lot of talent, but boy, are they full of massive egos. You add Baker Mayfield, Odell, Odell Beckham, I almost said, and Odell, I don't even know what I just said. OBJ, Jarvis Landry, I wouldn't say he's a huge ego, but he's he is something there. Uh, thank God he got rid of Duke Johnson. He was complaining. Uh, you got Kareem Hunt. I don't even think he has a big ego, but he's somewhat of a distraction. And then, you know, I won't even start with the defensive side of the ball. So, I just think you had that with first-year coaches. That could cause some dilemma. I think there could be some friction in Cleveland, and if there is – and all of a sudden it starts getting in the way on the field, they could potentially go 7-9. and nine. But if that does not really seem to affect the team and they play up to their expectations, some people are like 13-3 and three Super Bowl champs. No, 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 let's slow down here. Uh, I, You know, they c- could win the Super Bowl. I highly doubt it. But for now, you know, if they play well this season and those younger players get another year under their belt, maybe next season they're contenders. But this season's more of a season – where they look to, all right, we'll take the next step. Get these guys another year under their belts. Take another step in the right direction by making the playoffs, maybe winning a round or two. The next season, maybe we become contenders. So, yeah, not too bad there. Then we move over to the Ravens. My ceiling for the Baltimore Ravens is 11-5, and five, grabbing the four seed. So there's potential. My f- ceiling for them is they actually win the division. Uh, and their AFC divisional round loss, and they get an AFC divisional round loss, and my floor for them is six and ten, no playoffs. Uh, my ceiling for the Ravens is ten and six, with the 
same divisional round loss. And what seed? Four or five? Or maybe six? Mm, the five seed. So you don't think they, even if they play up to their highest standards, they're not going to win the division? Actually, four seed, I'll say. So it, 10 and six is going to win that division. It might. It, it could. I don't really see it happening just because count out the Bengals. But the Steelers and Browns, if they both disappoint, there's a potential at the Ravens. I'd say they'd probably go eleven and five if both those teams disappoint, but maybe ten and six. I, I that that's a possibility. Um Actually, what's their floor? Probably probably five C, probably five C. Okay, what's their floor? And their floor is five and eleven. No playoffs. Okay. I'd say Five and eleven is a bit low considering you put the Bills at six and ten. Oh, true. Yeah, six and ten. Then. Okay, six and ten. But their defense is great. I do think the defense got slightly worse, but it's still a very good defense. I um I know you hate the joke that they have a running back at quarterback, but I hate it. They kind it's of so do. bad. It's they not even. Kind, it's not they kind of do. It really isn't. I Everyone's don't like, like Lamar it's Jackson. Not, you don't. No, no. Well, here's the thing. Last season, they did well with Lamar Jackson under center. So, I add that. I think they have a better run game this season with Mark Ingram. And Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> that was inappropriate. Time. That was okay. That was okay. I don't think it's... A, I don't think you should be dying over that joke, but... Okay. I think it was the right timing. Okay. But I think I just look at the Ravens. Their defense is very good. Their defense wins you minimal five games. And I think the offense isn't great, but it puts them at at least six and ten. But if the if Lamar Jackson can at least get somewhat of an arm, if the if the defense plays really well, Lamar Jackson gets somewhat of an arm and they just make that offense at least average and the defense crumbles a bit, they could sneak away with the division, uh, potentially. Moving on to the Bengals, my ceiling for them is five and eleven. My floor for them is three and twelve. A bit lower ceiling and higher floor than the Dolphins. Realistically, you know, maybe two and fourteen, but I'd say that's a pretty fair estimate. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're in a pretty tough division. The Bengals kind of suck this year. AJ Green's banged up again. Andy Dalton's proved he's nothing more than a mediocre quarterback. Uh, and then someone's going to end up getting thrown in prison or something on that team, too. So, they they don't have Vontaze perfect anymore, but you never know with, like, Adam Jones. So, what is your prediction for them? Uh, ceiling. Yeah, I'll say the same as yours, 5 and 11. And the floor, 2 and 14. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I just don't see them going anywhere. Their team is nothing special. AJ Green They always manage good. to like somehow sneak away with a game or two. So I'd say that's why it's three and thirteen. Like even if they don't do well, it's just like, oh, they won that game. Like they just sneak away with like a win or two in the season. Like it's nothing that'll ever really push them in the playoffs. They did a few years ago, and it's nothing that'll really push them in the playoffs, but they always do like steal a game or two here and there that kind of bumps up the record a little bit, but they're nothing special, believe me. Now moving over to the AFC South, we got the Indiana Indianapolis Colts. My ceiling for the Colts, 13 and 3, number 1 seed, AFC Championship loss. My floor for them is 8 and 8 missing the playoffs. But I might bump it down right here. 
to either seven or nine or six and ten. Eight and eight is a little too high of a floor because again, if Andrew Luck gets hurt, I don't know where this team's at. I think they're at least you know I think the, the rest of the roster like, the defense has made some improvements, but the offense would be really stranded without Andrew Luck. So I'd say their floor is probably like six and ten or seven and nine. I think eight and eight's a little too high. What's your prediction? Uh, I think their ceiling is the same thing you said, 13-3, and three, but I think it is Super Bowl loss. Okay, that's fair. And, they, they're a fringe contender. And uh, I think their floor is 6-10, and 10, not me, the playoffs. Okay. Because, you, yeah, you never know with Andrew Luck's injury. Mm-hmm. And if he gets and, banged up, they're pretty much done. I mean, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to the Houston Texans. My ceiling for them is 12-4, and four, grabbing the three seed and losing in the AFC Championship. Uh, if they really do play well, I could see them potentially making the AFC Championship, but I don't think they'd be – I think they'd definitely be underdogs going into that game. Their floor has to be, in my opinion, 9-7, and seven, just missing out on the playoffs. 8-8 eight and eight is a pretty fair one, too. I'll give you 8-8 eight and eight or 8-7-1, eight, and one, but nothing lower than that. I think the Texans always manage to get in the playoffs or just minute. it. They're, they're always battling in those final few weeks. Uh, but last season, they got in pretty comfortably. So what is your prediction for them? Uh, the ceiling is the same thing as yours, and the floor is 8-7-1, okay. which is – just missing the playoffs because I don't think they're guaranteed. No, I wouldn't say either because if yet. if the Colts do play really well, and let's say even if the Colts play really well and Deshaun Watson stays healthy, maybe the Jags play well and all yeah. of a sudden it's a fight there. And then because there's no guarantee they win that division. I think between the Colts, I think the Jags would be more of a wild card contender. Uh, but you, you never know. I could potentially see the Jags winning the division. It would be a long shot, but that brings us to the Jacksonville Jaguars. My ceiling for them is 11-5, grabbing a four seed. Do I think the odds are slim that the Jags win the division? Of course I do. But if all of a sudden the Jags return to their, what, 2017 form uh, when they pay, played the Patriots, that's a possibility. Look, they made that game with Blake Bortles. Now, if the defense can return to itself, I, that defense has potential to be one of the best in the league. And they did just add Josh Allen. Like, last season, the Jags were such a disappointment. Uh, they're 5-11. and 11. Lost the division by a mile. And they probably should have been 6-10. They should have won that Steelers game. But still, I mean, that's not still not good enough. They're in a somewhat tough division, but... To me, the Jags have the potential because not, you know, I think Nick Foles is a little bit of an upgrade over Blake Bortles in the first place. They made that game with Blake Bortles. If the defense plays the way it can and Leonard Fournette comes in and stays healthy and plays the way he really can and Nick Foles becomes one of the better, you know, here's my thing. Let me rephrase this. The defense plays the way it did two years ago, which it certainly can. You look at Leonard Fournette, if he can stay healthy and live up to his potential, which I don't think is a long shot at all, that means Nick Foles plays a comfortable role because I think Nick Foles is more of a game manager than anything. So if they can just run a run-happy offense and Nick Foles can be that guy who's like, you know, we might have to ask for a magic moment out of you once or twice, but this is just going to be a run-happy offense. You just manage the game. 
that could possibly win the division. It would also take probably some injuries to guys like Deshaun Watson and Andrew Luck as well. But I think there's the potential that team goes 11-5, and five, squeaks out the division winning the four seed, and goes to the AFC Championship and loses. If they play really, really well, though, and maybe get a few lucky breaks. That that's a very high ceiling for a team that did went five and eleven last season and made minor improvements. But listen, they have the potential. I mean, last season they just underperformed, and their floor would have to be five and eleven, same record they had last season. Uh, well, I actually have some pretty high hopes for the Jaguars this year. Uh, I think their ceiling is twelve and four with. A third seed in an AFC championship loss. And twelve and four. You I That's think a they, little hefty. they have the roster to do it. The defense is just They do, but good. Nick Foles at quarterback is he could you never know. Well I, I don't want to say it's it's too I don't eleven say and five, putting them at eleven and five in the four seed and bring them to the AFC Championship, I could see happening, but it was slim enough. You bump up to 12 and 4 in the 3 seed. Well, I I do think Leonard Fournette will have a pretty good season, and Nick Foles, I don't, I don't expect to be a top 10 quarterback, but I do expect him to be not that great, but top average, 20, an average quarterback, at least top 23. Three, I want to say, and then, okay. and then the defense is just you have. Yeah, to, but they underperformed last season, and that was not all Blake Borders. The defense could have played better. I don't think the defense will underperform this year. They did a little. They were still good, but like, and then they just drafted Josh Allen, who's who yeah. They did. I think piece. we'll do probably pretty good. I mean, you never know because rookies and all, but... Yeah, but he has a pretty... And their floor, for me, is... Yeah, it has to be the same. 5-11 and 11 or like 4-12? and 5-11. Okay. Fair. I, I just think my ceiling was high enough. I think just you putting yours a little higher, slim chance it happens. I could potentially see it happening, but I'm just not sure. Then we got the Tennessee Titans. My ceiling for them is 10-6. and six. Squeak in as a six seed. Get their behinds kicked in the wild card round. And I think their floor is 6-10. and 10. Potentially maybe like 5-11. and 10-6 and six is the very highest it goes. And they get blown out as the sixth seed in the AFC wild card. They're just not meant uh, to really... I just don't really take the Titans seriously. Even if they do make the playoffs. And I wish I don't think they will. I think they're... The team I have the least faith with in that division. I do think their floor is a little higher than the Jaguars, but the Jaguars have a much higher ceiling, to be honest. I mean, the, the Titans don't have a very high ceiling. Uh, their floor is somewhat high for a team their caliber, but they're just never going to make noise in the playoffs. They're just a mediocre team with a mediocre, me, mediocre quarterback. What's your prediction? Uh, My ceiling for them is 9 and seven, okay, which is sixth seed, and just if some things go wrong in the AFC, I, I don't think that they will get into the playoffs just because their division is pretty good, and I think their ceiling is around 
probably same as the Jaguars, five and eleven. Okay. What what about the playoffs when they get in? Losing the wild card round? Yeah, losing wild card round. All right. Moving on to the AFC West before we wrap things up here with the little friendly wagers. We're gonna start with the Kansas City Chiefs. My ceiling for them is they go 13 and 3, they grab the one seed, win the Super Bowl. Okay. The Chiefs, they have the pieces. I mean, defensively, it scares me a little bit. They got Chris Jones, Tyran Matthew, but their defense is what's holding them back. Last season, they had by far the best offense. I'm not sure. I think Patrick Mahomes will regress, but it'll still be very good because when you go throw 50 touchdowns and five for 5,000 passing yards, it's hard to match. Yeah, you. it's just so hard to do. Again, I think he might do once more in his career, but – He's going to regress, but he'll still be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Like, what? Regress for, what, 42 touchdowns and, you know, 4,300 yards? Like, it'll be the best in the league this year. It'll still be one of the best players in the league. Exactly. So, he may regress a little and be a little worse, but overall, he'll still be a great player, great quarterback. They Now that Tyreek Hill's back, especially, he won't get suspended. They just have a ton of weapons offensively. The O-line can improve a little, but... They're still very deadly offensively. The defense is really what's holding them back. But if the defense can just hold up the fort, the Chiefs can win the Super Bowl. Uh, that's my take. What uh, and my floor for them is ten and six, grabbing the sixth seed and losing the AFC Wild Card round. That will be a very disappointing season for the Chiefs, but I think it could be a possibility. Just because, let's sit here and say the defense is even worse than it was last season. Like plays the same. Let's say Patrick Mahomes regresses a little more than we think. Maybe Travis Kelsey, you know, and Tyreek Hill either get, like, suspended or injured. I think Travis Kelsey's somewhat injury-prone just because he's a tight end and he's had a bit of a history. You know, I don't think their running backs will be good as good as Kareem Hunt. And Tyreek Hill, let's say maybe he gets suspended for something else. I don't know. But I could see them potentially regressing a little more than we think. Maybe the Chargers take us by surprise and end up winning the division, and they just weaken in the playoffs. But I don't really see them missing the playoffs. Uh, What seed did you say? Six seed. Okay, so I have the same prediction as you. Same floor, ceiling seed. Really? I don't know how that happened. This time I was like... Well, what do you mean how that happened? You're doing this off the top of your head. Yeah, because this time I was like, all right, I'm sick and tired of sitting here and looking like an idiot because I can't because I can't figure out what what the record is because I, I can't do math today. So I was sitting here when you were talking about uh, the Titans. I was sitting here talking about or talking in my head about what I was uh, what I was going to say for the Chiefs. That's exactly what I was going to say. So not the same, not exact same words in the explanation, but same Okay. Now moving on to the Chargers. My ceiling for the Chargers is twelve and two. I mean twelve and four, grabbing the two seed and losing the AFC championship game. My floor for them is nine and seven, just missing out on the playoffs, but I could potentially see them going eight and eight or like eight, seven and one, just missing the playoffs. Okay. So my ceiling for the Chargers is also twelve. Or not, not 12 and 4. 12, 3, and 1. So yes. you're saying a little higher. Okay. Yeah, not, not horrible. 12, 3, and 1. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. All right. All right. Good. I'm right. And their floor is 8 and 8, 
just missing the playoffs. And then their seed, see, for the ceiling, their yeah. seed would be, uh, yeah, the two seed in loss in the AFC championship. Okay. I just think with the, the Chargers, I don't view them as serious contenders just because I just don't believe in them when it comes to the playoffs, especially Philip Rivers. He's just never really been able to get it done. Just they, they, they have the talent, but I feel like they just need, I don't know. They're going to have the talent, even if they get some like star receiver, another one alongside Keenan Allen or something. I just don't know if it'll ever be enough. I, there's just something with that team. Like they're good. They'll do good in the playoffs, uh, in the regular season, maybe win around the playoffs, but they'll never really get it done in the playoffs. And I just don't know what it is. But it's just something with that Chargers team. Now with the Raiders, uh, my ceiling for the Raiders is ten and six, grabbing a five seed, probably be a five or six, and they lose in the AFC divisional round. This would be if all of a sudden, if Derek Carr. All of a sudden, with these new weapons and a new year under his belt, if all of a sudden Derek Carr becomes the 2016 version. Remember that? Again, the defense is really bad. I know it. I know it is. But if it can at least hold up the fort somewhat and Derek Carr returns to his old self, AB's catching 18 touchdowns, and Josh Jacobs ends up being one of the offensive rookie of the year, candidates something like that they could make some noise I really don't see them making the playoffs at all but if they stuff like that happens they could potentially squeak in like they just that's just how you know all they all those things happen they squeak in the AFC divisional round I don't know maybe that's a little too far though uh and their floor for me is four and twelve all right so my ceiling for them is also ten and six Grabbing the sixth seed, but I I don't see them going to the divisional round, losing in the wild card. Yeah, that's fair. That's and fair. The floor for them, I'm gonna say five and eleven. Okay. But I don't know. You could go four and ten. You could even go six or no four and twelve. You could even go six and ten if you put up a really good argument. But I think yeah, five, no six and ten. I six think five and, and, and eleven. Five and eleven. Five and eleven. Four or four and ten is the reasonable answer. Now we move on to our last team. We are going to get to the N- NFC again. I apologize for those of you who uh, heard at the end of the AB thing me say every single team. But between this and friendly wagers, it's already over an hour already. So we add the NFC. I mean, we're going to be here all day. Uh, so, especially just the AFC East just took way too long. But we got the Denver Broncos. My ceiling for them is 9-7, and seven, just missing the playoffs. My floor for them is 4-12. and 12. I really believed in the Broncos last season to at least, you know, I didn't say they make the playoffs, but I believe that they could just with that defense. I love their defense. But this season, I learned my lesson after last season. Last season, the Broncos went 6-10. and 10, So, they weren't horrible, but... They just were not that great either. They didn't make much uh, improvements offensively. I think Philip Lindsay is a good running back. I want to see one more year Philip Lindsay to see how he does because potentially maybe that was just one fluke year. I I think he'll be good, but I want another year evidence. But I still think he'll be good again. Um, But quarterback, I just don't like Joe Flacco. I don't think we'll see much of Drew Locke. And if we do, he won't be anything special. Emmanuel Sanders isn't bad, but... 
you know, he's like 32, 33 years old. He's dealt with injuries. Cortland Sutton could potentially have a um, breakout season, but he's a little bit disappointing last season, so I'm not sure. They have really don't have much of tight end. They do have Noah Fant now, but I'm not sure how good he'll do in his rookie season. And the O-line made some improvements, but they're still pretty bad. I'm sorry, 9-7 and seven's their, their peak. They could potentially go 10-6 and six and squeak in the playoffs. I'd be a little surprised, but I wouldn't be exactly shocked, shocked. But it would be a bit surprising. I think the Broncos could make some noise, but they just have to make improvements offensively. And to me, they just have so much talent defensively. If I'm the GM of that team from John Elway, I try to, you know, get the pieces together to go win again. You just won a Super Bowl back in 2015 due to that defense. The the, the window's closing on that defense. Look at some of those guys like Von Miller. They're getting older and older. The window's only has a few years left, and you're rolling out there with Joe Flacco, at quarterback, and Emmanuel Sanders or Cortland Sutton as your best receiver. I'm sorry. You need to make improvements to that offense and you can seriously contend. I know it's harder, you know, easier said than done, but they should try to make some moves to, you know, expand that window. Either do that or sell off some pieces of that defense because at best they're nine and seven or maybe ten and six and squeaking into the playoffs. What's your ceiling for for the Broncos? Uh <clears throat> excuse me. Uh my ceiling for them is nine, six, and one. Okay. Squeaking into the playoffs with the sixth round, a six seed, a six seed, and a wild card round exit. Lost. Okay. And floor, the floor, probably yeah, five and eleven. Five, five and eleven. 11. Okay, yeah, so four to twelve might be a little too low, but listen, I just that offense bugs me, it really does. It it does. If you have Joe Flacco at quarterback, I'm sorry. I don't know where you're going. I like Von Miller. When he's healthy, he's great, but... Doesn't usually get injured. Yeah, but he was last season, right? Or two years ago, was that? I don't, I don't think it so. Was, it was a, either last year, two years ago, or something. I'll look it I don't up know. quick. We keep but he's always a top five rusher. Or, not always, but... He's pass a, rusher, yeah. yeah he's a yeah, top he five pass rusher when he's healthy. And no, he's played 16 games ever since 2013. 2013, he played nine really? games. Uh, in 2012, he played 16. With 2011, he played 15. And then in 2013, he played nine. Every other season, he's played all 16 games. I was really? never been banged up. No, I don't know where you got that th- from. All right, whatever. But anyway, I just think, yeah, their defense is really good. Their offense needs so much improvement. It's not even funny. They're. Philip, no, Philip Lindsay is good. You can't judge him off that one season. But yeah, I, I think he will be good again this season. But just the quarterback, you better hope Drew Locke's good because uh, I don't know how. I don't much know if he will be this Joe season Flacco. either. So that is our uh, ceiling and floor for every NFL team. Um, we're gonna do the NFC next time. I, I, my big thing with me. Only two championship contenders, and you're probably saying, ain't only two, the Patriots and the Chiefs. I'll give you the Colts, too. Uh, potentially the Colts I as well. I I, there's, I have a lot more championship pen, contenders in the NFC, I'll tell you that right now. I've got a few bold takes for the NFC. But the AFC was a little more bland than the NFC, I'd say, for me. Uh, but, yeah. they. Uh, well, we do have friendly wagers coming up. So, that was our AFC ceiling and floor. So, now to end off today's episode, we are going to be doing a little friendly wagers. So, let's get to that. Friendly wagers!
Collins mediocre, but that's okay. Because Aiden's bad anyway. Friendly Wagers. Okay, guys. New uh, edition of Friendly Wagers. Only the fifth one we've done. That's pretty technically sixth. Feels like a bit, a little more than that, but I am 1 3 0, 9 14 on overall bets. I won the last uh, edition of Friendly Wagers. If you watched it, I called that I was going to lose. I knew it. He went 3 1 0. Collins 3 1 0. He's 13 10 on overall bets. So you do have the better record, uh, record and overall bets. So we got five questions on tap tonight. Again, they're hard because all we really have is the Red Sox. It's like, ah. So, we have five Red Sox questions for tonight's game. First one, over or under nine and a half runs tonight? Under. I'll go over then. Lately, I feel like we've been some good high-scoring games. I do feel like it's end up going to be like, you know, like six to eight runs. Or it's just going to end up being like a two-run game. Something stupid like that. With our pitching, though, it's going to be at least five, right? So, anyway. Open. Over or under one and a half home runs tonight? I'll go over. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game yeah. tonight. I don't know why. Mm. Then it's going to end up being like a three-run game. Just watch. Let me take under. Uh-huh. I, I was so, I'm I just going to go with the blank spot. When I'm torn, I'll just go with the... Eduardo Rodriguez, over, under, six and a half strikeouts. I'm just going to keep going over. negative, under. Just give me over. <laughs> just give me under. Erod. Oh, that's for in place. Okay, I, I'm just going to continue to be that negative Nancy. Our Raphael Devers over or under one and a half hits tonight. Let's keep it going. Under. Give me one over. And a half. He, he, listen, he's been cold lately. He's been cold. Over or under two, two, 12 and a half base runners tonight for the Red Sox. Give me under. I'll go over on this one. <laughs> Whoa! Wait, over or under? No way. We will all over or under 12 no, no, and no, a half base runners. Okay, over, over. over. I was gonna say we all we both guess that. I, now that I mean I that's good it, for the variety because all of a sudden if we go ahead and choose all the same ones, this is boring, right? Yeah. But we when we have majority of different, that's good. Like it's good to have that mix. But it's not good I, for you when you have different ones than me. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we'll see what happens again. Over or under nine and a half runs. I went over. Colin went under. Over or under one and a half home runs tonight. I went over. Colin went under. Eduardo Rodriguez over under six and a half strikeouts. I went over. I mean, Colin went over. I went under. Raphael Devers over under one and a half hits tonight. Colin went over. I went under. Red Sox over under 12 and a half base runners tonight. We both went over. So that's today's edition of Friendly Wagers. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I think tomorrow I'm going to uh, do an episode with the tip off on here and on my uh, on his podcast. So Stay alert for that. I'm 99% sure we are going to do that. So stay tuned. Thank you for joining me today, Colin. We'll get to the NFC another time. But thank you guys for listening, and I hope to see you guys next time.